Welcome back, guys. I have to start this podcast by issuing an apology because I gave out a little bit of misinformation last episode. ADCC Open is double elimination. They actually do it um, in a way that I really like. They do it just like a wrestling tournament where whoever makes it to the finals, that's first and second place. But everybody else is fighting for third place. So even if you lose your first match, you can still win your way back into winning third place and getting on that podium. Now, I haven't really been following the ADCC Opens, and that was obviously evident because you guys let me know. I had a bunch of you message me, and I always like when you guys correct me because it, it just educates myself, and I get to kind of go back and go, hey, guys, my bad. So kudos to you guys that let me know that I was wrong. I've really just been following ADCC Open on the peripherals. Just I want to see who's winning each division because there are some badasses entering these things. And I just want to see who's coming out on top. And this past weekend is probably the closest one. I've watched a handful of the matches, and I was really following the division that featured uh, Oliver Taza and Elijah Carlton in the finals. And I was really confused because I saw John Combs ended up winning third place. And I was like, wait, that shouldn't be possible. Like, John lost before the semifinals. He lost to Davis Osiris, the uh, New Wave representative. So I was like, maybe Davis got hurt because he lost to uh, Elijah Carlton in his next match. So maybe John jumped in. But obviously, double elimination. He won his way. Or he ended up winning, coming back and winning third place. So super dope. I've also had a couple of you tell me that they are paying the absolute winners. But not every ADCC Open, so I'm not quite sure on that. But clearly, I was a little bit off. So my bad to ADCC Open and to you guys. Today, I want to get into leadership and management because this week I had an experience that just really opened my eyes. It's one of those things like it's happened a handful of times in the past, probably a bunch of times in my past. But this time, it really stuck out to me. The older I get, the more I kind of think about these type of things like when it really comes to like running businesses or like why why is this place better than that place and today's um, example I want to give you guys where I buy my food Publix so I go to Publix to buy my groceries now I know most of you guys do not have a Publix whether you're overseas or just not located in the southeastern part of the United States you probably don't have a Publix but Publix are generally really nice. They're a step below Whole Foods, but a step above everything else. So they're just right on that like level below Whole Foods, but I love them. They're almost always super clean. I say almost always because of the example I'm going to give you in a second. But they have really good quality meat. They have excellent like hot food stations and you can really good salad bars like the the vegetables and the fruits they're always like so good i feel like everything's always super fresh and you can go and you can make a sub like the subs you can get from there are 10 times better than what you could go get at like a subway they use good meats like i said fresh vegetables that they chop up from their produce and it's almost always a good experience well indicator there are two publics, and I swear they are exactly seven minutes apart or seven minutes away from our gym on either side. So if I take a right out of our gym, I would go to the downtown Decatur Publix. If I take a left, which I always take a left, 
is I want to go to the Decatur on the outskirts or uh, to the Publix on the outskirts of Decatur. That's the one I always go to. It's always clean. It's always just a great experience. Well, the other day I was forced to go to the downtown Publix in Decatur because we were uh, a couple of us were going and we were going to pick up some paint because we needed to paint a wall in the gym. So we go there and guys, I just don't know like how is one Publix so much better than the other? They are the exact same they should be the exact same store they should like they sell basically the everything the same but one experience is multiple levels better than the other i go into this Publix, which again i try to avoid i haven't been there in probably a couple of years i mean let's say i go to this Publix at most once a year i try to avoid even doing that it's just dirty, all the food. So like, I like to go to and get my uh, lunch from Publix. Like most days I go and I just pick something up. Recently, it's been a lot of like rotisserie chickens, just super good. Well, this Publix, I'm looking at the hot food, all the hot food. Looks unedible. It looks so dry. I swear I saw the driest chicken I have ever seen in my life. The driest chicken. It looks like if you bit into it, I mean your mouth would just start foaming and it would just get super dry and, and there's just no way you could eat it. There, I just was like looking at this stuff like who is buying, who's looking at this and buying this food? There's no way they sell out of this food. And just everything from their sushi, we went to the sushi station. The sushi station at the Publix on the outskirts, sushi always looks super good, always. This one, I mean, it had a smell the fish looked weird. I just, it looked terrible. And I'm just thinking this whole time, a lot of the like stuff's like out of stock that I like normally try to get. And I'm just like looking around. I'm like, why am I, why did I end up at this Publix? And how are these Publix the same company? And they're so close. They're literally probably 12 minutes apart, seven minutes on either side of my gym. How come when I take a left, I'm happy when I take a right? I'm just questioning what I'm doing here. And got me thinking about leadership and manage, uh, management because we've all had these experiences with corporate places. You go into a McDonald's. McDonald's are all over the world. I guarantee almost all of you have had a McDonald's experience. And if you've had a bunch of McDonald's experiences from different McDonald's, you'll know that you never know what you're going to get. A really good McDonald's experience is pretty awesome. You get those warm, hot, fresh fries with the right amount of salt. The burgers, fresh, put on the patty. They put a nice, um, you know, proportioned amounts of onions and pickles with the ketchup and mustard, cheese. And it's pretty damn good. On the other end of it, though, I've been to McDonald's that will make you question your whole existence. What am I doing with my life? Am I really eating this? Have you ever had cold fries from McDonald's? They taste like a science experiment, like food that you would eat when like, it's the end of the world and you're just trying to survive. Because if you've ever seen the experiments of how long like McDonald's foods will last, I remember watching this 
this U, I think it was a YouTube channel where they were showcasing what happens to a McDonald's burger after like one day, one week, one month. And I think it took like a year before it finally, I can't remember how long it took, but essentially it took forever. Like if you just had a bunch of McDonald's burgers and there was a nuclear attack, like you would survive. You would be good to go. <laughs> You'd be able to eat those for a long time. But like I said, you know, you go to a McDonald's, you'll have a, a good experience. You'd be like, dang, did everybody be trying to steal your French fries? You'd be like, no, I want those French fries. And then there's times like when they're cold and soggy and they're all like, you know, the burger's been, you know, they're not, it's not even put on right. Like half your burger's hanging out. You got like three pickles, one pickle, and they're just like randomly put on the burger. And it's just a terrible experience. And it all has to come down to leadership, right? Like I've talked to a few people about this. Some of the people that I like to bounce my ideas off of whenever I'm thinking about something deeply. It just all comes down to leadership, right? It has to. That Publix, it's just leadership, right? Like it's the same like workers. McDonald's, like it's the same worker. Like the, the workers that work at your McDonald's and the workers that work at my McDonald's, like there's nothing different about them so it just comes down to leadership or I don't know you know I think that's the thing but I'm still just thinking a lot about it because to me it just it's mind-blowing how much like a good leader has an impact and I guess it shouldn't but it's just really like opened my eyes to like dude like duh like that's why everybody like takes all these leadership courses and all these like companies and business like they pay managers well like a really good manager should get paid more because I guess in my mind I've just always been very self-motivated I get stuff I try to get my stuff done I I like to think that I always shoot for excellence and whatever I'm doing I, I try to do well and while leadership has been important in my life and I've definitely had some really good leaders help me along the way I again I feel like the self-motivated people don't need it as much. But I guess, you know, I never really thought about the people that are kind of unmotivated and are kind of stuck doing jobs that I hate. But even the jobs that I had that I didn't really like, I still feel like I like I worked really hard. When I was working on the farm as a farmhand, and a lot of times I'd be sent off, me and a buddy would be sent off to do something, like we would go and get that job done. We didn't need somebody like looking over us, but... I don't know, you know, it's super important. And thinking about jujitsu, you know, some of these jujitsu schools, whether they're struggling to sign up students, you know, because they don't really have a clear focus or just a clear systems. And that's something that I'm really grateful to have like Lindsay in my life because Lindsay keeps me organized. She's just, she systemizes everything and I remember the days when Lindsay wasn't involved with the business as much. And I mean, it was a nightmare. And so maybe that's like this Publix. Because I feel like before Lindsay, 10th Planet of Decatur was more like the downtown, you know, uh, Publix, the Decatur, uh, the Publix indicator versus post Lindsay. Now that Lindsay's really involved and just making sure that everything is tight, all the systems, just everything we do. From, you know, just painting walls to making sure everything looks good to the cleaning, um, just everything. Now it's more like the public's on the outskirts of Decatur. But also, 
it's something to think about, you know, you guys that are upper belts in jujitsu. You know, you guys are kind of like managers. If you teach a class at your gym, like you have a really big impact on the, the atmosphere. If, you know, you're just a purple belt, like people look up to you. White and blue belts look up to you. I was listening to a white belt talk the other day. And he was talking, and this, this happens all the time. And I don't know if you purple belts are aware of it, but I promise you, you might not think very much of your skill. You might not think that you're very good. There might be some brown or black belt or just some super talented, like super athletic purple belt that like, you know, beats you pretty much every time you roll. So you don't think too much about your skill. But I hear guys all the time, white belts, tell me or talk to me about somebody behind their back. And they're like, that guy is amazing. And he was saying, uh, this guy was saying to me and Lindsay, actually, he was like, man, like this guy, he's a little hard on himself. Like, I've talked to him a few times about his jiu-jitsu, and he's a little hard on himself. But I think this dude, like, he might as well be a Marvel, like a Marvel character. And I just always think that's so funny, you know, like, and it's just so cool about this sport that, you know, it really does, like, another grown man will watch you or roll with you, and he'll look at you as something different. He'll see that you have something that he doesn't. And that makes you a leader. And so... 10th Planet, Gracie Baja, like these are all chains. And I like to think that dudes that come to our 10th Planet or just our gym always leave super impressed. Like that McDonald's experience of getting those warm fries. At the top, Brandon and myself and Lindsay, we try to lead with excellence. And we really expect that of our blue, purple, brown, and black belts. We want them to, you know, try their best, right? continue to learn the art and grow in the art but also provide that atmosphere and good roles and just good solid rounds for people coming in that's what they want just like when you go to mcdonald's you want those french fries but i know people especially at some of these like gracie bajas and some of these other like gracie schools and i've even heard people having you know some bad experiences at 10th planets it's all leadership it all comes down to who's at the top how you get treated when you walk in, is the place dirty. When you go in, there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. Like every single one of those things make up someone's experience. And so as a leader myself, I've been thinking a lot about my role and just how important it is. And I never want to go back to running a, uh, a you know, 10th Planet Decatur like that, that Publix I was telling you guys in downtown because I, you know, when, when me and Brandon were really in charge, it was all jujitsu and we didn't care as much about the, uh, the business and uh, the business side of things, just all jujitsu, but every aspect of uh, the jujitsu gym is super important. And you guys play a huge role in your own gym. I've been doing something different this past week and guys, I was a little depressed. I'm not going to lie. This weekend was kind of depressing for me because it is so hot in Alabama the summers are notoriously very hot our gym is in a metal warehouse so inside that gym it is 110 like the days that it's like 90 95 100 degrees it's it's like 105 110 115 in our gym it's not healthy it's not safe to train in for a long period of time 
And I feel like I just get chronically dehydrated because I'm in there all the time, whether I'm working out in there or teaching or coaching, teaching a private lesson, whatever it is, I'm just in there a lot. And I feel like it just sucks the life out of me. And when I was a competitor and competing at all, all the time, I felt like it gave me an advantage. It made me hard. I loved it. I'd get done, wring my clothes out, and I'd feel like I'd accomplished something. And like I was doing something like other people, like those guys are training in air conditioning. I'm getting tougher and better and stronger because I'm suffering in the heat. But now that I don't do that, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I want air conditioning. I used to like, we kind of used to joke, like people would turn, like try and turn the fans on, even though the fans don't help at all at our gym, but it'd be like, oh, you're weak because you turn the fans on. Now I'm like, oh, I just want air conditioning. I just want to be comfortable when I train. I'm getting old, guys. I'm 33 now. I haven't competed in like five years. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm not interested in killing myself in the heat. But it started. And Saturday was that big slap in the face where it's like 88 degrees outside. So in the gym, it's I mean, it feels like it's probably 95. Just being in there, you start sweating. And I mistakenly did a couple mile run, did a little bit more of a workout after that, then rolled. And just while I was rolling, I was miserable. It was so hot in there. It already worked out. Felt terrible, got done, just not not happy, you know, and I just it, I was depressed for for a couple of days. And so I Sunday, the next day, I was like, look, I am not. I have lived too many summers being dehydrated and just feeling kind of run down during the summer and just low energy. It has to be because I'm just dehydrated and water does not cut it. I need to find something. And so what I've done is I just went and bought a bunch of different hydration supplements um, from the elements to what's the, what's that one called? Um, oh my gosh, I've got liquid IV and then there's another one. It's called drip drop. <laughs> so I have those three and I've been drinking a couple of them a day, just putting them in my waters and it has already made a world of difference. I noticed like usually on Thursdays, so yesterday, usually day like that, I'm exhausted. I've already worked out a bunch this week. On Thursday, I do three training sessions. I do a workout. I do a like we did some wrestling. So I, I worked out. I lifted heavy on Thursday, did heavy front squats, heavy deadlifts, and then some core work. Then went right into some wrestling and hitting mitts. Then I uh, met with some people trying to sign up at the gym. And then there was a bunch of people visiting. And so I, I tried to get a bunch of rounds in with them. So I ended up rolling six rounds that, uh, that night. And I felt great. But what's really been awesome is my recovery scores. And that's one of the big things about the Whoop app. I know I've talked to you guys about the Whoop, but I only really care about, well, I shouldn't say that because I've been tracking my heart rate more and more during my workouts. But the main thing I am concerned about is my recovery scores. And my recovery scores have been through the roof since I've started this supplementation and just putting in um, these hydration supplements into my waters. And I'm excited to see how that carries as it gets hotter and hotter in Alabama. You know, maybe when it's 100 degrees outside and it feels like it's 100 and 
thousand degrees in our gym it won't really matter but i'm hoping that this is uh gonna give me a huge boost this summer but the older i get i'm really just concerned with like health and safety and that's the thing is like training in this heat it feels really good for like 30 minutes but anything more than 30 minutes it feels too long it doesn't feel like you're supposed to like work that hard and and temperatures that hot but I did it for years. I'm kind of done with it, though. My goal this summer is to beat dehydration. So I'll continue updating you uh, guys on that, but I swear, man, I, I can. I feel like I've got more energy. I feel um, just with my recovery scores. I mean, I can't fake that. Like, that's not placebo. That's literally just my heart rate being tracked. And, I mean, I've been doing it for almost a year now. And... To have like six or five straight days of green recoveries, I don't think I've ever had that. So super happy with that. Um, other than that, guys, till next time, I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Have a great week. Peace.